0: star out of me make a film about a man who's sad and lonely and all i gotta do is act naturally well i'll bet you i'm gonna be a big star might win an oscar you can never tell the movie's gonna make me a big star Welcome to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out uh, as always with a good buddy, uh, Mr. Reuben Kincaid. Reuben Kincaid over there beside uh, camera number one. I
1: love that guy. I (laughs) loved loved Reuben. He Uh, was awesome. Dave Madden. Yeah. He's already passed away a few years ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, you know, he was the one that discovered the true talent of Danny Partridge. You know. Well, Danny was was my hero when I was a kid. He was what?
1: He was one of my heroes when I was a kid. And yeah, a lot of kids had probably baseball players or
0: football players.
1: And I had Danny Partridge yeah, on, uh, yeah. on my wall. I, I, from, I had Laurie
0: Partridge <laughs> on my no, wall. Now, wait a minute. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I like Laurie a lot,
1: but I admired and aspired to be Danny. Yeah. how's yeah. that sound?
0: I like Danny. I yeah. mean, da- Danny Partridge had this... Um, unique sense of, I don't really care about what's happening in life, Yeah. but I'm just kind of going through on cruise control yeah. and yeah. he
1: enjoyed it. And what he did to poor, you know, was Oh was hilarious. Yeah. I have all of them on DVD. I love that show.
0: I really yeah. love that show. That's a great show. Yeah, it really, really was. The so Partridge Family was the show that we're referring to. And you know, there was actually going to be, um, a, uh, a reboot of that, of that series. I was didn't was going to be like that. a... I don't know if it was like VH1 or MTV that was going to do kind of this reboot of it. And um, Emma, she got the Oscar, Emma Stone. Stone, Stone? Emma Stone was going to be cast as Laurie Partridge. Really? And, yeah, and the show just, the, the pilot, it just didn't happen. The, the oh reboot, they didn't even shoot it the reboot didn't happen okay. but she was going to be laurie partridge
1: that would have been interesting would that have been cool yeah yeah and yeah. This, it this wouldn't have before been her, probably wouldn't have been any good, yeah it was
0: before her but, big break and if, yeah. and if i'm wrong on what i just said Catherine manning who did this whole research project <laughs> you're
1: blaming her for it right? or,
0: no i'm saying it, if i'm wrong she'll call me on it because oh, she did okay. the research okay. project i thought you were
1: saying me. you got that info from her nah,
0: she was like a she, she knew all about Emma Stone, still yeah, does It's about.
1: probably just as well to leave it alone.
0: Yeah, it probably is, but if you've never watched this show, this is pretty much what we do. We talk about random and useless things. I am Nolte Man second that is Greg Tillman, uh, and this is Meet Me at the Movies right here on C19 TV, talking movies Yeah. Oh, week. We,
1: this could have been a yeah. monumental show, by the way. We almost had a live audience.
0: Yes. It was yes. one
1: person, but you have to start somewhere. We
0: did. We had, uh, we had Mark Stowe, who was going to be uh, part of our live studio audience, and he decided because it was his birthday he didn't want to subject himself to any more uh, he had better things to do <laughs> <Right>? yeah, <laughs> why don't way. we <laughs> exactly well let's go to the tim cam let's see what's going on back there with the tim cam this week uh tim you back there buddy tim look at you man you you're looking you're looking smarter he's lost you're a little lo- weight i think he's looking yeah. better yeah looking healthier yeah. I, I'm, I'm impressed man whatever you're doing you know whatever you're eating whatever exercise whatever yoga. You know, whatever Tai Chi stuff you're drinking. Man, I've seen him
1: do down dog in the hallway out here. And so it's making a difference finally.
0: Well, Tim, Downward dog, not Tim down Cam. dog. <laughs> I know what you're doing, man.
1: You say how much I know about yoga.
0: Well, Tim, thanks for being here as always. And yeah. for, uh, for our viewers, thank you uh, as well, all 12 of you. Um, and, and there are 12, I found out. Well, we almost had 13, we but almost I'm, had I'm, 13. I'm not going to mention again. Well, we do have non-viewer mail, uh, and so we're going to bring up some non-viewer mail. There you go. Thanks, uh, thanks, Tim. Appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, this comes from Chillin' and Kazer. sent this. Okay. Chillin' and A uh, Dear C-19 movie crew, my friends and I really enjoyed your soundtracks of Summer Special. That was last week. Yep. Uh, we talked about uh, that summer soundtracks. a lot of fun. Uh, we have, but we have a host of other summer film soundtracks to submit for consideration. If you ever decide to do a second show focused on these seasonal tunes, below is our list. I'm not going to read the list because I like the idea. I think okay. We can, we can, we can do that. Okay. Uh, P.S. Maybe you should also focus on focus a show on summer camp movies in a future episode. Movies about summer camp.
1: Hmm. Like meatballs. Well, let's talk porkies. about meatballs.
0: And 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 after reading them, I'm like, you know, I'll do a review from the vault. Okay. After I got this. And so I did um, get a chance to check out Meatballs last week while I was uh, taking some vacation time. So this is Reviews from the Vault. This right. is going way, way back.
1: I have not seen that movie since 1978. 79. Nine. 1979.
0: Okay. Yeah. Summer of 79. Um, this was the first of the Meatball films. Uh, and actually, Wait, and was, there's more than was one? Was four. Really? Four Meatball films. This is the only one that starred SNL's alum, Bill, Bill. Murray. Uh, Harold Ramos co-wrote the screenplay. Did you realize that? No, I didn't. Uh, he he co-wrote the screenplay, and uh, Ivan Reitman directed the piece. I didn't know that either. Yeah, um, it was pretty interesting to go back and kind of revisit that because I didn't remember all of that stuff. Um, the the storyline is a comedy about a uh, a summer budget camp. I mean, it's a it's a camp for people who can't really afford camp, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, it's it's the storyline is all about the usual friendships. The frenemies that, that come out of that and um I, i'll say storyline i've seen that same kind of thing a billion times but probably before that movie i don't know that i'd seen anything quite like that looking at summer camps but you know the, the comedy i liked it a whole lot better when i was younger when i saw it as a teenager um i i remember watching it loving it but you know here we are you know, 39 years later Can you believe that? Almost 40 years since this film uh, was released. A lot of the comedy actually falls flat. Uh, Really doesn't doesn't hold true. Pacing's pretty sluggish. Uh, The chemistry between Murray's character, um, his character's name's Trigger, and he's kind of like the head counselor. And uh, there's this young outsider named Rudy who just can't really find his way and so the two of them developed this friendship. Chris
1: Makepeace? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's pretty yeah. awesome, dude. He
1: was also in my bodyguard, I think. With wow, Matt That's Dylan, pretty amazing. And then he after those two films, he yeah. vanished, I think. Well, you
0: yeah, know, the, the chemistry just so didn't could, really That's well. what
1: drives me nuts and my wife too. I can remember that. Yeah. But I can't remember, you know, her phone number.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't remember her phone number either which is a good thing. What? So Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> Br 549,
1: that's it. Uh that's that's Junior Samples. That's Junior samples but no one's answering
0: but you know the the chemistry just didn't work i mean here we are i'm looking at it all these years later and uh, the movie um you know and also i felt that the characters kind of felt unbelievable and and you would expect that to an extent in a comedy but it was the chemistry between the two that just didn't work but there was something about that film that triggered three other films to follow it i think it was more about the story of summer camp and all that you can or do. Or it just
1: made a lot of money.
0: Yeah, it made a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty pretty inexpensive to make and they actually did use a summer camp yeah. uh, to shoot this. There were scenes in it that were really funny that, that still kind of hold up, but as a whole, uh, you know, not not, not very good. Uh, Murray did show promise and potential and that's what I liked about this. When you see him in meatballs, you're like, that's why he became such a success right. uh, in, in years later. Right. So I really did plant the seeds for, for what was to come. But overall, uh, you're, you're gonna find much better camped, camp-themed, camp-filled-themed films. Say
1: that three times fast. I
0: can't. Okay. Uh, you're gonna find other films about camps, summer camps, better ones. That's the, a cheat, but okay. It is. Um, when I first saw it, remember giving it like a B rating, if I were gonna rate it. Really a C minus now, so really? it, just, it just doesn't hold up. Yeah, just doesn't hold yeah. up. So anyway, there you go. Uh, reviews from the vault: Meatballs. That was
1: so, Bill Murray's first film, I think maybe, probably, and then after that was Stripes. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what came after Stripes. Well, Ghostbusters? you know,
0: Well, no, because he, he he had that uh, small role in Caddyshack, and and oh yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah. so yeah, yeah, all right. But yeah, that was Bill Bill Murray and Meatballs, uh, and they're better meat better Bill Murray movies as well. Mm, so definitely. what do you think back there, Tim? Do uh, you think that's a movie you're going to recheck, uh, going to check out again? Nah, probably not. Okay, all right. Well, uh, don't listen to me. You know, you don't have to listen to me. Nobody else does. So, is why it you? his
1: attitude a little more positive this week? He does
0: seem a little more chipper. Yeah. Today. Yeah. 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 There's something a little more energetic drops about him. He some pounds. Yeah. yeah. Improves a your attitude. Excitement. Yeah. yeah. Like he's been drinking those Monster Energy drinks. you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe it was the cruise that he was on that, that, that did all that for him. Yeah, uh, there's maybe. stories about that cruise. Maybe. We'll get to that someday, maybe. There's video. There's video. Yeah. There's video. All right, let's dive into movie news. Uh, for the past year, we've talked about a thing called Movie Pass. Well, um, on movie news this week, let's talk about AMC's version yeah. of MoviePass. Yeah. It's called the A-List. is a subscription service to kind of take on what MoviePass has done. Now, here's some of the perks of it. Um, you can get three films per week, any format. So it can be 3D. It can be IMAX. Okay. You're not limited to standard edition. With MoviePass, you can watch a movie per day, uh, but they can't be the the, the 3, 3D or IMAX right. films. Okay. Uh, also, uh, with the AMC A list subscription, you get upgrades on concession. You get to do pre-sale tickets. So, you can bypass the box office altogether.
1: You can't do that with Movie Pass. You can't do that
0: with Movie Pass. Right. You had to actually stand in line uh, to get your ticket. And also, they have uh, members only advanced opportunities that they're going to continue uh, to unfold. 600 locations uh, across the U.S. for AMC theaters uh, that you can take advantage of. And that's locations, not screens. So, remember, there's that's the difference there. Like, you know, in, in Shelby, we have one location, but how yeah. many screens? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: 12, right? Right. Is the Carmike 12 uh, or 10. 10? Carmike 10. Yeah, that's right, because some people want to know where the other nine are. So yeah, Carmike ten and Shelby. So six hundred locations. Um, the cost for this is nineteen ninety five per month. So I think you really have to balance those two. You have to look and say, okay, do I really want? Do I eat the concessions? If so, do I want to take advantage of the, of yes. the discounts? Yeah, yes. I'm the same way. I, I take advantage of the concessions, and and for me, I'm one of those AMC Stubbs Premier members. I paid I think twelve bucks and some change to get extra points. And so it, it seems like about every three times I go to the box office to see a movie, I get like free popcorn.
1: Does Stubbs tie in with this new program? It does. In some way? Yep. Mm-hmm. It does.
0: It sure does. How? What this is, is it's just like the subscription service, but you're you pretty much, I think, well, I think you still have your same membership number. It just kind of ties it into I it. see. So, so there you go. I wanted to make sure I, I, I shared that uh, with you uh, as we always try to update you on how you can experience, um, you know, Peter going uh, a little more pleasurable. Hey, Tim. What's up, Tim? The summer box office is... is... Tim okay in there? <laughs> I no, Things are getting weird in here. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. I didn't shave uh, yesterday. and I've got this kind of...
1: That's one day's growth. That's
0: one day's growth. That's a
1: real man for well, you. Well,
0: that that's why, you know, during the break, we're going to have Tim come in with a straight and edge and razor shaving. and shave me. That's a
1: whole different show.
0: It but, is a whole yeah. different show. But, um, movie news. Big summer of the box office. Yeah. Uh, a lot of films are doing quite well, uh, including... Uh, including the film uh, that I'm going to review in just a a couple minutes, uh, Jurassic World 2, Jurassic World, uh, The uh, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, This movie, uh, $170 million budget, Mm -hmm. uh, two hours, eight minutes long. But listen to this. In just a couple weeks, uh, this is worldwide, over a billion dollars. Holy cow. A billion dollars. This is the fifth installment of the Jurassic uh, Park franchise, uh, slated to be one of the top box office films of the summer uh it's it's doing incredibly well now domestically um you know pretty decent box office um as well but uh but from a from a global standpoint it's huge how's That's it
1: comparing huge. uh to the previous jurassic is um, it outselling yet or is it down not, a little well, bit Well,
0: um domestically not yet okay. domestically jurassic world still holds that that record but but for uh for just a couple weeks this one from a global standpoint uh, is pretty solid and it doesn't open in, uh, it's open everywhere globally except Japan, it doesn't open in Japan until the 13th of July. Okay. So you add that on and it's gonna do quite well. And uh, in, in Japan and China uh, and India and Russia, those four places, the the biggest success for films come with films that are 3D or IMAX. And so they really uh, take advantage of, the, of those kind of films. And this one, I can see why this one would want to be successful. Or while it would be successful sure. in those sure. things. So, um, you know, right now, at this midway part of the summer, uh, we've already got four films that are bringing in over $200 million at the box office. Uh, so that's pretty, pretty well. One of those films, uh, $300 million, Deadpool 2, $300 million plus. The Incredibles 2 heading toward $500 million wow. in the U.S. and Canada alone.
1: 300 for Deadpool two, 2, is that considered a letdown, though?
0: I don't think so. Because um, wasn't
1: it perceived it, to be underperforming a little bit? initially yeah,
0: but, you know yeah i, I think if you're going to compare it to what that first one did but yeah. still i mean it's made its money back yeah. and then some and yeah. so they'll, they'll they'll be a third
1: that's very funny they'll be a
0: third yeah they'll yeah. be a third and you and i both enjoyed that film yeah so, yeah yeah good deal anything to add about uh, box office
1: nothing other than to me it seems a little quiet this i'm not excited about many this year yeah. and i don't know why i don't know if it's because there's so many reboots or sequels that it all just seems really familiar i haven't seen jurassic yet yeah. normally in years past i would have been there opening yeah. night and it's like maybe i don't know if i guess it's not fatigue for most people because you know the numbers are great that's right the thing. You know, I think that's but i'm not excited about much this summer
0: yeah yeah do you think that that is just with uh with age that uh, and i'm not saying you're old i'm saying you're well, classic. i think you
1: think you kind of were
0: but, but no but, i'm saying
1: but no I, i've thought about but, that myself yeah. maybe maybe i'm just getting older and and I've seen it all and done it yeah. all. Yeah,
0: no, really. I mean, that's... I th- and, and, um, maybe, yeah. but also I,
1: think, I, I do think there's maybe a lack of creativity yeah. coming out of Hollywood right now. Well,
0: I, I'll agree. And I, I think that the, the summer is, if you're going to look at a perfect blueprint for non-creativity at the box office, the summer is the time to do that because uh, it's all about making as much money as you can. Kids are out of school. You know, teachers are, are, are not working, and so they, they you know, want to take their kids to, to see films. Not all these films are for kids, mind you, but even teenagers need to have something to do during the summer. So, really, since Jaws set that standard back in 75 yeah, um, as a summer tent pole kind of film without meaning to, every year since then, it's they've realized summer is the time you can make your most money from a seasonal mm-hmm. standpoint. That doesn't mean you can't do it other, other times, but... Yeah. And so that's why sequels thrive. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you look at the top four top four films right now at the box office for the summer, they are all four tied to franchise films, franchises. And I get it. So, A lot of
1: money at stake. Yep. You, you want to hit the largest common yep. denominator with the minimum amount of risk. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So after the break uh, right here on Meet Me at the Movies, we're going to come back and review Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. We'll see if it holds up, if it's worthwhile. And uh, if we get a chance, we'll also talk about Ant-Man and some other films you may want to see in box office uh, right after this quick break. Hello,
1: world, here's a song.
0: Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II hanging out with uh, Greg Tillman, uh, Greg Rubin Kincaid Tillman, right over there. Uh, I was sitting. expecting,
1: uh, I don't know, David Cassidy David time. Cassidy. No. no one would buy that. that no, nobody yeah.
0: would buy that. That guy could that guy could sing. And we yeah. lost him, too. He's gone as well. I know. There
1: was a really good documentary I saw, uh, I think it was on FX, maybe a couple weeks ago, on his last recording session. And I'm, uh, it ended uh, a couple weeks before his death. Wow. So... And I kind of got the impression that he died during the making of wow. the thing. Wow.
0: Now, what's the A uh, very, remember?
1: very sad story. Uh, David Cassidy, The Last Session or now, something where did you, like
0: that. where did you see that? It was
1: on Basic Cable somewhere. Oh, really? You'd have to search it. Okay. I, I don't remember which, I, but I'm we watched it a couple out. weeks ago. I'm and check if that you out. grew up enjoying his music, it's just really, it was just a really sad ending yeah, to his you story.
0: Know, um, there was another film a few years ago that did the same thing. It was uh, Glenn Campbell's. You yeah, know, oh that was um, a terrific
1: following his yeah, I'm not his mean. illness. Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? I'm still me. I'm I think. still me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah ah, that. that was just powerful. It was incredibly powerful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm a big fan of of documentaries, especially music documentaries. Uh, I was a big fan of VH1's Behind the Music mm-hmm. when they used to look at classic albums or, or classic bands. and yeah. uh, I'm still still drawn to that kind of thing. There's a really good one on the
1: Beatles recently, too, and uh, one on Elvis on HBO that I haven't seen yet. It's supposed to be Oh, excellent. the
0: HBO one is great one yeah. Elvis. It yeah. sure is, yeah. yeah. I, I have seen that one, and yeah. it's uh, multi-part, so it's it's very solid. And, hey, if you are a Beatles fan, uh, we recommend for you to, to Google uh, James Corden. Oh that's terrific. Carpool karaoke with Paul McCartney. It's about twenty minutes long and it's a it's basically a stroll around Liverpool with Paul. Yeah. And it is Amazing.
1: I'm not a huge James amazing. Corden fan, but but that was great. Yeah. I saw it three times last weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and of course that has nothing to do with Jurassic World at all. Not a thing. Paul's are, not that old. But we are. <laughs> 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 yeah. Jurassic Rock, I guess, is yeah. what you could call it. But hey, I'm I'm still a big fan. Well, let's talk about this uh, this film, uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Uh, it does reunite the cast from the last film. Chris Pratt is back along with Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, And there's a small role, uh, as well, um, from an original park cast member, Jeff Goldblum, does show up in a very small role. In this installment, the uh, island of dinosaurs, it's dying uh, as a massive volcano threatens to destroy all the inhabitants. Uh, And also, uh, the world is at odds. The world outside of this island is kind of at odds with what to do. Should we save them, or should we just let nature take its course? That's kind of the big... The big question that, that everybody is asking themselves everybody's aware that there are dinosaurs on this island but but what should we do and that's kind of that story question
1: a moral dilemma
0: the moral dilemma yeah, yeah the the ethical dilemma and you've got some that are like you know if, if they're there and, and and god says take them out with a volcano then let it take them out but then you've got the other side going well god didn't put them there yeah god man, took them out with a meteor right <laughs> but man recreated them so it really is this kind of moral dilemma of what to do and, uh, and so you've got, uh, you've got some that, uh, of course, are always in these uh, Jurassic films that are looking Careful. for greed and power and exactly what, what they want to do with the dinosaurs and the technology and others that want to save them. So you've got the, uh, those that want to exploit them and then those that want to do it right by them. And so there's a rescue mission uh, that, that happens. Chris Pratt's character and also uh, um, Howard's character kind of go in to, To try to wrangle some of them and save the species that's the storyline and and honestly um uh, there's not much more to it than that you know there's nothing new in this subplots well there are but i I don't know that they really added a whole lot i mean there's there are well save one there is one that's really interesting subplot that uh, that can kind of further the franchise and, and also uh, causes you to ask questions, which I liked. Uh, the film did really offer some great shot, shot selections, prop cameos from previous films,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and references that are going to please longtime viewers of the series. It goes back to 1993, 94, Three, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think the, the choices for those uh, really kind of paying homage to what came before, I think those were done with uh, with precision and really it, it honored. It was an honored tribute. Um, effects are solid. Uh, and I'll say I've revisited every Jurassic film this past week going back to the original. And, and even those those special effects from 1993 are still good. Yeah it blows me away that they're still still that good uh the action in this one is really solid uh as anybody would hope in a a summer escape film but honestly as i said the story at its core really hasn't uh isn't isn't much more than than what i shared um the themes were a bit recycled there's some things that i I saw them uh, taking from uh, jurassic park three um kind of that rescue mission you're doing a different kind of rescue in this but but overall you know i really still enjoyed the film um i it's what I'd hoped for in a film like this for the summer. Didn't expand any boundaries. Didn't do anything really new, but I still had a fun time watching these prehistoric creatures roam around on this large screen, eating people's heads off. <laughs> I still enjoyed that. You know, I still, you know, I want the virtual reality version where I can run from the dinosaur. That's what I want. I'm still hoping for that in theaters. Um, and so, in many ways. Um, when I look at Jurassic Park, the franchise, I think it's the Frankenstein story. I think it's the story of Frankenstein or Prometheus, if you go back even, even further. Right, you know, I baseball. can see that. You know, where you've got a man trying to, to dominate through technology and create something. And then when that creation finds a way to turn itself on them, uh, that's where the fun really, really begins. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm giving this a solid B rating. Okay. Uh, you know, it's I, and especially with it being so fresh in my mind after watching all the other ones back to back to back to back to back. To back. That makes a
1: difference. I it think. does. Yeah.
0: It does. And I've never done that with this franchise before.
1: Uh, Godfather Three did not get very good reviews. Right. But when it came out. The two nights before it, I saw Godfather 1, yeah. I saw Godfather 2, and then the next third night, I saw Godfather 3. And I was I thought it yeah. worked pretty well. I, when, you, when it's all still fresh in your mind, it yeah. made a, a tragic story from Michael Corleone that I thought resonated.
0: Well, to me, it, it made it a truth react. Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. Um, trilogy. Exactly. How are we on time?
0: I can't see We're the good. clock. We're uh, good. Twenty-four minutes. Oh, good. So we have time for Ant-Man. I'm excited Ant-Man. about this one. All right. Let's talk about Ant-Man. Uh, we are good on time. Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, opening in 4,100 theaters um, a- around the world. Marvel's at it again. Uh, they just, they just keep on finding ways to, uh, to bring uh, life to this 20-plus film uh, franchise as far as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, when the original was scheduled to be released back in 2015. Uh, i was really apprehensive about choosing ant-man to be a standalone character right I, I said i really don't know how you can do anything with this and make it work sure he was one of the original avengers but but not the one that's kind of stood the test of time sure.
1: i'd never heard of him
0: right well i felt the same way about guardians of the galaxy well i was yeah, yeah, uh, yeah guardians same. of galaxy yeah. blew me away ant-man with paul rudd as the lead that's the key to that that, that was franchise. the key and uh, 2015, that was my favorite comedy of the year. Right. I absolutely loved it. And Marvel has found a way to do these action films that that have dark subject matter, but then they've also found ways to, to lighten it up. Ant-Man and the Wasp is one of those that will definitely lighten this, this up. Um, let me give you this uh, advanced uh, Rotten Tomatoes ranking, 85% certified fresh. Wow! For Rotten Tomatoes, this is based on all the uh, the preview critics and uh, an audience has got a chance to do the, the test market screenings. So uh, a solid solid film for this. If you're looking for an escape from that deep deep dark storyline of Thanos and the Infinity right. Wars, right. Uh, this may be what you're what you're looking for. I think it will be the uh, perfect escape for those looking for something fun and a superhero uh, franchise. So there you go, 85% for Rotten Tomatoes for Ant Man. And, the wasp.
1: and I said I wasn't excited about much this summer. That's an exception. I have been yeah.
0: waiting for that. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we are about out of time, so let's do a, a movie quote as we wrap this up for the week, as we always like to do. This is a movie quote of the week. And this comes from Jurassic World. Uh, the key to happy life is to accept that you are never actually in control. So there you have it for this week's meet me. The That's movies. deep. I'm gonna have to. Think I know. That I, ca- one. I can yeah. look at you. you can, I can see the stuff kind of churning in your in your head. That is Greg Tillman over there beside camera one, and uh, and back there on the Tim Cam. That is uh, Tim Foster, back on the Tim Cam. Tim, uh, continue to do whatever it is you're doing, man. You're looking great. You had a
1: wild uh, Fourth of July week, I think last week. I guess week. That's so. That's all I can say. It's looking
0: great, man. Yeah. Looking great. Better than uh, ever. Next week we're gonna be on hiatus, but we're gonna have a featured. Special, an encore
1: presentation. An encore like presentation of
0: what? Do we know what?
1: Uh, your experiences uh, behind the scenes in the making of Last of the Mohicans. Awesome.
0: So that's next week yeah. right here on Meet Me the Movies, C19 TV. And if you're listening to the podcast, the podcast is available on WGWG.org. Until next time, I'm Nolte Man in the Second for the uh, entire cast and crew here right here at C19 TV's Meet Me the Movies. That's a wrap. Nightmare.